You're tuned in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. Good Morning Ladies is a media ministry of Renew Worldwide. Renew, reaching every need for every woman. <laughs> um, one thing I have to tell you that when I walked in the office, what I love is, uh, is I met your assistant. I believe she's the assistant. And she's just like a little powerhouse walking <laughs> <laughs> upstairs. And I come and I, then I meet um, Erica and just women empowered. It was a beautiful thing. Like I was wanting to cry coming in here. Like I feel like this is woman. Hear me roar office. Um, but we know that it's more than that. And you do so much more than that. So I want to spend a few minutes talking to you about what are you fired up about in this season of life? here. I want to say a huge thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and your love to everyone who's been listening and sharing the podcast. You are tuned in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. I want to say a special thank you to my guest, Aramis Ayala. If you don't know, Aramis is the state attorney for the 9th Judicial Circuit Court of Florida. She made history. We are so blessed to have her as a state attorney here in Orange County. And I'm thankful that she sat down to have a few minutes with me and talk about our new series, Girl on Fire. I talked to Aramis about what she's on fire for in this season. I know this podcast will be a blessing to you. Thank you for tuning in. Take a listen. When it comes to being fired up, um, what I can tell you is that I love justice, I love equality, I love humanity, I love what is right. So in everything, that's what I evaluate it from. Um, it can be how you treat people, it can be how you manage your job, it can be so many different things, but the bottom line is what is fair, what is just, and what is going to create this idea of humanity in a situation. We're living in a time where so many people are dehumanized mm. for whatever reason. Um, not just because they have done something wrong, but sometimes just disagreeing with people mm -hmm. and not being on the same page. It creates this element of, well, you're not uh, um, enough of a person for me to give you respect, and I'm going to talk to you in any kind of manner that mm. I deem appropriate. And the reality is, while it dehumanizes the person who you're talking to, it actually makes you less human because you don't know how to interact with other human beings. So those are things that really That's matter good. to me um, more than anything. That's what my job is based upon. That's what my relationships are based upon. And hopefully when my children grow up, that's what they'll know of me and the legacy that I'll leave. So funny you just said legacy, because in my, my head I said I have to ask her about legacy, because as we talk about what um, all of our guests will be fired up about and what they're passionate about, it really is about what legacy are you leaving. And so the fact that you just said <laughs> legacy, I'm so thankful. You know, I, I go into these interviews prayerful and mindful that someone will be listening and they'll be inspired. Someone will be listening and it may save their life. Mm -hmm. They might be thinking that they don't have any value and why be here any longer. Um, but in speaking of legacy, what is it that you want to leave behind when all of this is said and done? Well, I, I think what matters is your interactions with people and um, sensitive issue right now. But what I will say is that one thing that we have control over is our eulogy. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, a, 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 well, after we take our last breath, people 
speak about us and their experience. And while we're living, we have the ability to articulate that and create it ourselves. And it's up to us to, to determine how we interact with people and what legacy we leave. And if no one knows anything other than, I just wanted what was right to be done. I just wanted, like I said, justice and humane treatment and communication and just being an outreach and extension of goodness and what is right. You know, um, I do know that you can go to the other extreme and be so focused on what's right, 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 that you lose the, the, the portion of caring about you. And that's what is always that delicate balance of striking that we have to strike. Because I can certainly care about what is right, what is right, what is just, what is equality, but there's a human being on the other side of that. And to me, that's the, I won't say struggle, but that is that constant balance, like riding a bike that you're always trying to make certain you are being, um, seeking justice, seeking what is right, but also considering a human being. You know, for many of our listeners, I'll get the feedback, I'll get a message um, on our comment board or on the website about women wanting to make a change, want, wanting to step into their purpose or wanting to leave a legacy. What would you say to that woman who's just feeling a little hopeless that this is it, I'm just gonna go to work, I'm just gonna come home and this is my life, um, but they want to make a difference. What would you say to that person? I would say that when it comes to making a difference, no one begins to make big differences overnight. That's you great. have to make a difference in yourself and in the mirror first. Like what changes am I making with me in the mirror? How am I making me a better person? Then the outgrowth of that. How am I making my spouse, my friends, my children better people? And then it begins to grow. No one makes major changes on the outside without first, first making major changes on the inside. You know, and I think it's also when you are acutely aware of your mortality, that you know that this is a, a very short life, and we talked before we started recording that I lost my mom, yeah, and so she, thank you, thank you so much, I know that if I would have told you that earlier, you'd have said, uh, we need to reschedule this, <laughs> but I, I just feel like talking about her legacy it really it fills me with joy. Mm. It's where I know where she's at. I know that she's with the Lord. That gives me peace. But also, she was a giver, and she was a people person. As you were saying, she was relational in that she would give, 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 if, whether it was food, and her cooking was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about her eulogy. It's funny that you bring up eulogy, and I thought, I'm just going to bring up all the fun, amazing things about her, and it's going to be a beautiful memorial. Um, in a couple weeks, but I could only think of the good things because that's the legacy that she left me. I mean, absolutely. When people, I mean, there's the, the saying that, you know, you don't remember what people say, but you remember how they make you feel. Mm, that's true. And we have to be mindful that our interaction is going to make each other feel some kind of way. Like no matter what we say, what point we were trying to get across, we made someone feel a certain way. And we're getting to this place where it's like it's taboo to talk about feelings because again, that's another delicate balance. You can't function completely on feelings because we won't always be productive and feelings aren't always black and white so you're not productive. However, you can't work with people as if we're robots. We are human beings going through real life experiences and we have to again be able to balance that but when you talk about like leaving a legacy and impacting people you have to know how you make people feel and sometimes they're going to feel like have hurt feelings 
And it's not always, like, I can't say that my goal is always to make you feel good. That's good. Sometimes That's good. it's energizing. Sometimes it's corrected. Sometimes it's, you know, understanding and comprehending. Sometimes it's just relating, um, accountability. There are so many ways that we can make people feel, but you always have to understand that if my feelings are hurt, what do I do with these feelings? Like, do I use them to motivate me to grow or do I stick, do I stay here in a spot where I'm glued to the ground and I'm stuck in my feelings? It's one thing to acknowledge how you feel. It's a completely different thing to be consumed by how you feel because feelings change with the wind. And even in this job, you know, Eric and I have talked about it multiple times. I'm not really driven by how I feel or how someone else feels about what I'm doing. That is I'm, one thing I love about you, by the way. <laughs> and Eric knows it. I'm sure she knows because she sees it every day. You're not uh, an emotional, emotionally led person. You're right. emotional in your, your feelings. But I, if I had something to ask, I could call you and know that I'm going to get the straightforward I love that about you. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, all that really matters in moving forward is what's true. Like how we feel about it, you know, I mean, I think you have to massage it. At the end of the day, like, did you mean to hurt me? Because I'm hurt. And if you didn't mean to hurt me, but I feel hurt, we have to acknowledge that it felt hurt because it can change how you interact with me, things that you say to me, and us being aware of our interaction. But if you didn't mean to hurt me, that's the truth that we move on with, and that's how relationships are kept whole. That I acknowledge, I it feels like I meant to hurt you, but I need you to move forward knowing I had absolutely no intent on doing that. Right, I think that's how relationships heal. That's how marriages heal. I know that's something I had to come to terms with that. Um, the intention was wasn't malicious or he, he didn't intend to hurt me right. and you know that was something that helped me heal well I mean sometimes it's a, it's about the awareness right like the, the pain is that you weren't even aware right. you didn't even consider or you didn't even think what you said to me how you treated me what you did to me how it was going I wasn't even a factor in your decision-making that's what really hurts but what allows us to move forward is knowing that if I would have considered you, I may have responded differently. Right, right, absolutely. I know that you were fired up also during, in the steps leading up to you getting this office and it was a beautiful <laughs> thing to watch. And uh, I wanna ask like a two-part question, you know, when did you know your purpose? Did you know that this is where you would end up one day? Were you fired up at, you know, See, I don't, I know it may seem like, you know, you arrive somewhere and you get it all together, but I'm still in the journey. It's just that this part of the journey is public. You know, I'm still discovering and rediscovering and redefining and understanding because we live in an evolving world. So you can, you can, you can have a purpose for a season. You can have, you know, this is what you're doing, but we always have to be evolving and open to the change in what we're supposed to be doing. We can't make a decision on this is what I was called to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's all about obedience to that period in that season. And in there, other people are able to see it. It's not like you, okay, I need to do this and you write this agenda. It's the the day-to-day, the moment-by-moment obedience, the moment-to-moment consistency of who you are and then just being that person. So many times we worry about what we're doing versus who we are. That's so good. You're gonna, there's going to be so many little sound bites in here that I think I'm just going to play over and over. I might put them on an Aramis inspirational so sound bite, whatever. And, and I, just to look at the camera and say, oh my gosh, you, ladies, we have to have someone in our lives that inspires us, someone that will speak truth, even when we don't want to hear it. 
Who is that person in your life that keeps you going, um, that speaks truth into your life? Who can you trust like that? You don't have to name them by name, but is there someone like that? The thing is, I choose my friends based upon that. Like, my friendships are based upon the people who will, um, you know, tell me. There are certain parts, even before this, Eric and I were talking, she's like, no, you need this, like this and that. And it's not a hurt feeling because you have to believe that person cares about you. You know, um, my husband, he will always tell me. He's a little bit softer because he knows I can be sensitive, you know, at home and he sees a different side. Um, but my closest girlfriends, um, I really like to be held accountable. Um, and accountability is probably the best thing that we can do for our growth and development. So surrounding myself around people, period, who aren't just going to stroke my ego and make me feel good. And part of that, in my own, like, um, it's not, as we say, braggadocious, it's not that. <laughs> But I don't really need my feelings. Like, I know who I am. I right. like who I am. Right. Like, I try I to constantly yeah. work on me. So I don't, I, I don't surround myself around people to make me feel good about me. I surround myself around people who will help me grow, see another side, um, diversity of thought. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to change me. Right. That just means that you're going to further um, develop my thought process, polish it a little bit, help me consider other areas that I may be unaware of. But we have to be open to allowing that because it's not always going to be fun and pretty and sometimes it's um, it's painful painful it, to see yourself it, through someone else's eyes absolutely yeah but the, the thing that I think about is there is a um, big difference it, it's I mean black and white when you're trying to say things to change me in my core mm, gotcha. versus trying to change things to help broaden my horizons for me to, to, to strengthen my core that I've considered a whole lot of different um, elements yeah. of what my core is. Yeah. So that's the, the big difference. Are you trying, have you accepted me at my core? Once I know that you have accepted me at my core, then it makes it much easier to trust your criticisms, wow. to trust what you're saying, right. that I am fine the way that I am we just need to polish it a little bit and those are the circles that are important to keep yourself around and not only that to be that to other people yeah. see we always talk about how I need to trust you I need to trust you mm, but in relationships right. I need to be trustworthy so that when I'm trying to help you you trust that it's coming from a genuine place that I've already accepted you at your core I don't know how much more I can take right now. Okay. I mean, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just really good because I think we don't, at, at least, um, I don't. I haven't had a lot of conversations with women that will allow us to go deep that way. To say, I know who I am at my core. Do you accept me? Can, can I trust you? And I think this is opening up a great conversation that needs to continue to be had. So my last couple questions to wrap up my time with you, <laughs> uh, because I know your time is very precious. So. What has been the most challenging part of this journey in this season for you? If I had to think about what's challenging, it's trying to not focus on what's next. You know, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. being here in this zone, um, I have a four-year term. 
right? So at literally day three, people are, are you running again? You know, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, right, I right. haven't even like right. changed or addressed one policy mm-hmm, issue. Mm-hmm. I haven't even um, walked the entire scope of all the three offices, right. you know, four offices that I have. So those, that's kind of complicated yeah. because everyone around you is trying to see what's next. Right. And my character and personality is a planner. Right. So trying to think about what is next but still staying focused on right now because this moment in time may never happen again. So what we do right now is what matters. Not And if we spend right now planning for the next minute, yeah. we literally have wasted this moment in time. Yeah. So that I would say that's my biggest challenge is like, trying to block out the noise of what's next what's next and really beginning to maximize right now i think that is goes for everybody right if we all could do that what do you think your girls will think of when they are really at the age they can understand what what, what will they say about your legacy what do you think what do you want them what do you want for them i guess is my question my prayer every day is that my children wonder how I was able to balance it and they didn't even understand the magnitude of my responsibility. I want them to just know my mom spent as much time as she could with me. My mommy loved me like nothing came before me. I want them to feel the, um, the, the, the blessing that all of this can be taken away. All of this came later. They are the permanent fixture in my life, right. and you have to treat permanent fixtures with, with the value that they actually have. Yeah. You know, this is this is passing. This is fleeting. That relationship, you know, is always at the end of the, the my term, by choice or not, I can be replaced tomorrow. I can be replaced, but in my home, mm-hmm. my children have one mother and nothing else can replace that. So I want them to know that they were my priority. Oh, that is so good, Aramis. So the ladies are gonna be wondering, and even gentlemen, if they're tuning in, how does she do it? You just ended with, you know, you want your children to know that you handled it, you were home. They, they, they know you as, oh, my mom, wait, she spent all this time with me, she went on trips, we did things with the family, and she did what? <laughs> you know, when I was four, five, or six years old, what is your, foundation what is it that keeps you grounded what is what is your regimen your your faith regimen I guess we can close with that because we can all learn from that well I would definitely say everything is based upon my faith like that's where I have the confidence that's where I know that that's the one consistent thing that I try to do is maintain my faith in God is walking that because one day people may disagree with me Another day they may agree with me. One day I may be the worst person in the world. The next day I, you know, so that that inconsistency can get you dizzy and get you caught in a whirlwind. I refuse to do that. When, you know, you go to church and you hear the word and it's like, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what keeps me focused is that, you know, I've been focused on who I am. I've been focused on what I'm doing in this moment, what is right, what is righteous, what is equality, what is humanity, what is love, just what I'm here for. That is the root of everything. And then on top of that, an amazing support system. You know, I get a lot of, you know, credit with my name, but my husband is an amazing support. I mean, being able to say, uh, honey, it's going to be a late night. 
and okay I'll grab the girls something now they may not always eat what I want them to eat <laughs> but they are taken right. care of they are right. bathed they are ready for bed that I get to come in and just be super mom oh, nothing but hugs read a book say a prayer and say goodnight that they get their moment because he's done all the work on the front end you know if I have an early meeting an early breakfast lunch I mean an early breakfast meeting or something of that nature he's up and, and he's still juggling because it's not like he just sits at home right. I mean he has his own right. full-time responsibility and job where he does a lot of traveling so having a partner who respects and understands the dynamic of my job and our relationship so I would say my faith in an amazing support system so I can't thank you enough first of all for this time I know that we haven't seen each other in a long time no, so good to see you but it's good to see you too and I'm, I'm just so excited I think sometimes I live vicariously through you like I'm thinking what is she doing now and all of these um, amazing plans that I'm sure she has to carry out while she's in her four-year term and it's just it's exciting I don't know because what you do is pretty amazing <laughs> by highlighting like so many different things and people that you become you know I'm every woman because you are, are you. walking through that so I admire you know those of us who are, are, are straight focused on one thing and those of us who have diversified focuses right. because when we all recognize our own lane we have a, we have a very powerful like setup it's it's pretty amazing Awesome. Well, as we always do on Good Morning Ladies, we're going to close out in prayer. And again, thank you. And thank you to all your staff. Thank you, Erica, who's back there taking <laughs> photos. <laughs> and it's been a, a pleasure. And when I walked in here, I have to be honest with you, you just feel the presence of God. And I, I can't, you know, when you walk into a courthouse or an office building, that is not the first thing that you feel. <laughs> but just knowing um, the woman, the amazing woman that you are and the presence of God that you carry, it's everywhere you go. As long as peace is felt, I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask our listeners and viewers, if you're seeing this on Instagram or YouTube, then uh, you can join in as well. But I'm just going to pray over the rest of your term and everything that God has. So God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for Aramis. I thank you for everything that she's working towards God and your perfect purpose that is being carried out in her life. Just continue to bless her and surround her by goodness and mercy it would mark the days of her life always and that this office would always feel this sense of peace and then in her next season of life god would be even more incredible than this right now in jesus name amen thank you thank you my friend i don't want to crush your suit because it's so awesome you are fine thank you again and thank you for tuning in everyone say bye Aramis. Hi. really i usually say say good morning to all the ladies but we're just going to say goodbye for now until next time hopefully we can have you on again in the future